podcast. My name is Peter, I am the stay-home dad, and today's topic is a bit of a personal story of something that happened uh, with my youngest one recently, and that is development phases. Now, if you have kids, uh, development phases are something that you have to deal with, I uh, wouldn't say on a daily basis, but very regularly, uh, especially in the very beginning when kids are, are tiny newborns, uh, you can really clearly identify the development phases uh, where they go through a change and then at the end of it you can clearly tell that they have new skills interests uh, physically emotionally uh, they're changing and growing up that way very interesting and very fascinating but obviously these uh, development phases keep going on throughout the lives of your children and even as adults uh, and adolescents uh, we're still going through development leaps and development levels or whatever whatever you want to call them uh, in order to sort of keep developing ourselves um, mentally physically and emotionally now there is a whole uh, field of studies and research and tests that are done and it's actually quite well documented how these levels and leaps work in the development of children uh, i'm not going to go into that in this podcast because i want to share my personal story on a recent development leap uh, but do please reach out and let us know if this is something you're interested in because there's obviously a whole range of uh, topics that we can cover from a science perspective uh, which would be an interesting angle to take because uh, usually we talk here uh, about personal experiences and personal thoughts and feelings uh, but it would be interesting to dive into this sort of scientific realm of things a bit more here and there so if you guys are interested in that do reach out and let us know and especially with newborns or small babies in general you can really tell when these phases are happening because they're whiny, they're crying a lot, uh, they might be eating really well or not well at all. Uh, and then suddenly just sort of they pop out of it and they have a new skill, they can suddenly move their hands in a different way or they recognize your face and you can really tell these things happening. So it's actually very fascinating. But as the kids uh, get older, these development phases are not so closely together anymore. So there's a bit more time in between, a bit more space in between. And as they get older, these spaces get much longer because obviously, you know, the, the foundation of the development has happened at some point uh, and then it's just sort of building upon those things. And in all the research that is available, uh, you can also clearly tell like, oh, this development phase starts at five weeks and lasts till seven. Uh, this one starts at 10 weeks and only lasts one week. And after that, they have a certain skill set that is then added to their repertoire, so to speak. And it's, you know, it's not a one-on-one -on -one exact science, uh, but it is pretty accurate in general. Uh, I have looked into it with both my kids uh, and it is quite accurate. I mean, sometimes a, a development comes a bit earlier or a leap later, uh, but in general, you know, uh, I would say 75% of it is exactly correct. Now, fast forward a bit. Uh, my youngest son, Jack, is two and a half at the moment. And I'd say the last month or so, looking back on it, he has been super cranky, super whiny, uh, not you know willing to do anything really, uh, not having a good time at school, crying when I drop him off, crying when I pick him up. Uh, everything was sort of like uh, way too much effort and he was clearly not in a nice spot. Um, this lasted for, I'd say, about a week where it was you know, purely the whiny sort of cranky kid uh, that he really isn't. Uh, in general, he's a very happy and uh, sort of outgoing boy but he was he was not in a happy spot and that manif manifested itself uh, like I said with whining and crying but also very physically hanging on his mother a lot uh, not willing to you know let go of mama and not wanting to do anything alone uh, so there were a lot of things that sort of showed that he really wasn't sort of in a happy spot for himself now after that initial week I noticed that Jack was eating more than usual 
Um, for context, Jack is a big boy. He's uh, two and a half, like I said, and he's almost as heavy as his uh, five and a half year old brother. So he's a chunky, strong little man. Uh, and he eats a lot, obviously, to support all that. Uh, but I noticed that especially during dinner, he was even eating even more than usual, uh, at times rivaling uh, the amount of food that his mother eats, uh, which is amazing, obviously, for a two and a half year old. Uh, but he was really, I would almost say, stuffing his face, uh, getting extra calories and getting extra food in. And also in the afternoon during the day, uh, coming back from school, he'd be like, uh, Papa, can we make a snack? Papa, can we have an apple? Papa, can I have something? Always asking for more food, more food, more food. Uh, which he does, you know, generally speaking as well, but not at this level. So I noticed that as well was sort of a mental uh, cue, like, hmm, hey, something's up. Um, and putting those two things together, uh, we were like, oh, maybe he's in a development leap. And it turned out that he was. Now, I don't know if we can trigger leaps or anything, or if they just happen when they need to happen. Um, but this summer, we potty trained Jack. Uh, so that's an interesting topic for another podcast. Uh, and he's now sort of in the process of wrapping the potty training up. So he can go to the toilet by himself, but he still likes to poop in a diaper, for example. Um, he's also in sort of a bit of a transition where he sleeps in his own bed most of the time, but still likes to come over to the big bed sometimes at night, uh, wakes up a few times here and there. Uh, so, you know, there were a, a few things happening in his life as well uh, that initially we thought were the trigger for being unhappy. Uh, but putting that together with the the whining and the crying and sort of the physical manifestation of not being happy and the extra amounts of foods that he was taking in. We're like, okay, yeah, this is probably a development phase. Now, this phase lasted for about a month, maybe five weeks. I didn't exactly keep track. Um, and suddenly last weekend, he just popped out of it. Um, almost overnight, I'd say, um, he suddenly said, no, I don't want the diaper at night anymore because he still had that sort of in case of accidents. No, no discussion. I don't want it anymore. Uh, he slept through the night consistently, suddenly, uh, in his own bed, uh, woke up happy, um, you know, no crying, no whining, nothing going on. Uh, and I wouldn't say you know, he was a different kid or anything, uh, but you can clearly tell like, hey, something has changed. Uh, the whining went away. The, the hanging on mama went away. Um, you know, it's still at normal levels, obviously. Uh, but suddenly, you know, he's like, oh, no, it's cool. I know that mama's here. Everything's fine. Um, much happier, much sort of more back to his old self, I would almost say. Uh, and overall, just, you know, more centered and more sort of happy in his environment. Um, you could also see it at school. Uh, some, you know, the, the few weeks before, I would take him to school and he'd be like, eh, shy and, and a bit held back. And no, no, don't go yet. And, you know, that which is not at him, not his personality at all. He's usually, he's very outgoing and very like, yeah, what are we going to do? And suddenly, hop that popped back into place as well. Like he runs in, doesn't even look back, goes straight to his teachers, starts coloring, starts doing things, starts dancing around. No issues whatsoever anymore suddenly, uh, almost overnight, like I said. And his teachers noticed it too. They were like the week before they were like, oh, well, is Jack doing okay? You know, he's a bit whiny and he's not so happy. Um, you know, he had a few accidents here and there in his pants. So, you know, is, is something you know going on? And we discussed and we also came to the conclusion that it was probably a development phase. Uh, and when he did change overnight, uh, this week going to daycare, the teachers were like, well, okay, um, I guess the development phase is over. So even they noticed, uh, you know, working with Jack uh, on an almost daily basis, uh, that he definitely made a change. Now, obviously, there isn't um, sort of much you can do about these leaps. They happen and they end. So that is really the end of the story. Luckily, we know what these leaps are all about because Jack is our second child. So we know that they come and we know, you know, when there is sort of a structural period, when there's 
something off with your kid, uh, then it's probably one of those development leaks, providing you know that your kid is healthy otherwise. Um, we don't really keep track of the leaps. Um, you know, in the beginning, it's sort of fun to, uh, there's apps and everything uh, or calendars, whatever, uh, to see like, oh, you know, yeah, he's in week five. Yep, that's the development leap. Oh, cool. In a week, he should be able to do so-and-so. And then a week later, you check up and you're like, oh, yeah, it works, really. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, as your kids get older and especially, you know, when with second, third or fourth kids, um, you don't really pay that close attention to the leaps anymore. So I suppose we could have looked it up like, oh, is there a development leap around two and a half years and probably would have found one. Uh, but we didn't. We sort of realized it was a leap and then let it be. Now, in the meantime, I suppose the key word here is patience. Uh, your kid is going through something uh, that is important for his development, and there's really not much he can do about it. So there's no real point in getting mad, uh, you know, shouting or punishing or whatever it might be. Um, it's really something they can't help. So that makes it, uh, you know, on the one hand, uh, difficult, I suppose, as a parent, because, yeah, you're dealing with, in my case, um, an angry toddler or a sad toddler that is sort of entangles with himself and doesn't know what's happening. Um, so yeah, that requires time and effort and frustration and patience mainly to deal with that. Uh, but you know, that doesn't mean that you just should let your kid do whatever it wants to do and, you know, wait it out, so to speak. Uh, cause I feel that there are still boundaries and, and things that are just, you know, non-negotiable when raising a kid that even when it goes through a development leap, um, those are still valid. Now, an example of that, for example, is when he starts, you know, crying and throwing his food around at the dinner table because, you know, like I said, he's entangled with himself. He doesn't know how to express his feeling or emotion or whatever it might be at that point. And he starts throwing his food around. Now, that in our house is a general rule. We don't do that. Uh, you know, that was fine when he was four months old, maybe, but not anymore. So, you know, that is a, a case where you have to be like, okay, listen, Jack, this is not okay, you know, we understand that there's something that is bothering you, but that doesn't mean you should throw your food around. And no, that might be an explanation that he doesn't understand or cannot oversee, um, but it is still a boundary that we keep. Be like, listen, no, no matter what's going on, we just don't throw food here. Uh, so it's a bit of a balancing act in this case uh, between, you know, giving him a bit of extra leeway and a bit of extra time and patience, uh, but not letting him go completely off the rails. And that's maybe an interesting step to make uh, towards the attitude that people have about phases, uh, that it's often used as an excuse. Like, oh yeah, my kid hits other kids, just a phase. Oh yeah, my kid does this and this and screams for attention, so I just give him whatever he needs. It's just a phase. Uh, I don't really like that approach. I mean, I'm all for phases being a time where you have extra patience, extra leeway with your kid. Um, but it is not a free-for-all phase where both kid, parent, and environment just have to accept things the way they are because it's called a phase um, and the kid can get away with anything. Uh, it doesn't work that way, I think. Uh, Robert, uh, the older brother of Jack, who was five and a half at the time of making this podcast, uh, he still has you know, development phases or periods where he's unhappy about something or really happy about something or you know when he wants things. Uh, so there's always ups and downs in his mood and so on. And, you know, uh, sort of shoving things in the phases bin, like, oh, he can't help it, uh, that I don't operate that way. Uh, he can, you know, get all the time and patience in the world, uh, but there's still rules that we have, there's still structures that we have, and there's still, still things that need to get done in and around the house and that he needs to do in and around the house. And those things are still valid and need to maintain in place, I think. 
on the one hand, um, that provides a lot of extra structure, I think, for kids, especially when they get a bit older. Uh, it's, it's that sort of framework that's always in place, uh, whether that's, you know, we sit at the dinner table, we get up at a certain time, we go to bed at a certain time, we have certain procedures for, uh, you know, bedtime ritual and so on. Uh, I think that those things are used uh, to provide extra structure for him to sort of as a foundation. And of course, if he has extra needs or wants or situations where he's, you know, entangled with himself, he can get all the patients he wants, but those that framework still exist, rules still apply and structure still needs to be followed. Um, and with him obviously being five and a half, it's easier to talk things through, like how you're feeling and where does this come from and did something happen? Um, but obviously at that age, he also doesn't have all the answers. Uh, so often the answer is, I don't know. Uh, I just felt that way or I don't know. It just, you know, I just wanted to do that. Um, so I, I do take a lot of extra time when you know, situations like that happen uh, to talk to him and to explain things and to explain why we have certain rules and regulations here in the house, um, you know, that he still needs to abide regardless of how he feels. Um, so I do give the extra f space uh, to summarize it, uh, but I don't shove things in the face as being like, oh yeah, sorry, you can't help it. You just have to accept the way things they are. Uh, because it is a phase, uh, you know, that goes for him, for us as a family, but also for the environment. Like, oh yeah, accept that my kid throws sand at your kid because it is a phase. It doesn't work that way uh, in my house, at least. So that's a little story about my personal life and how Jax went through his development phase recently, popped out of it at the end and, you know, wasn't a changed man, but definitely, uh, you know, back to his normal self and maybe with some uh, added skills or things. Uh, we don't really know. We'll see if that actually turns out to be the case. Uh, but interesting to see again, uh, especially sort of in hindsight, looking back, like, recognizing the signs like, oh, yeah, he was doing that. Oh, yeah, he was eating so much more. Oh, yeah, okay. And then he changed. Yeah, okay. So that makes it very interesting to see like sort of that reminder. Oh, yeah, those phases are still going on, of course, uh, even though we always consider him quite a big boy already. Uh, but, you know, in the end, he is only two and a half. Uh, so that's that's always a nice, I'd say, reality check almost like, oh, yeah, he's still, you know, only a little boy developing like crazy and then a phase like this and a change like this at the end of it is really an interesting uh, sort of fact check again this was peter from uh, the stay home dad podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this uh, short episode with a personal touch um, there's a lot of interviews and interesting episodes coming up so definitely subscribe stay tuned for all future episodes any feedback is always appreciated as long as it is constructive uh, you can reach out i'll put it in the show notes uh, through the Anchor Force messages, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or anything that you would really like. Uh, if you have any topic suggestions, by the way, those are always welcome as well. Or if you're an expert in something, uh, or if you are you know, some kind of special parent, if you have uh, five kids, for example, uh, please do reach out. We'll be very happy to have you on the show as well to share your story. For now, this was it for this episode, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.